0: Welcome into Behind the Helm. This podcast features myself, Chief Dowden, a recruiter for the Navy in the Indiana area. However, it was originally created by Petty Officer Levesque and myself to bring together the military past, present, and future, and to describe military life and benefits a bit more in depth to give a better understanding and to show what it takes to make the ultimate sacrifice for your country. This podcast is for anyone, not just those looking to join the military, but also for those that are in, those who have retired, those who have just finished a service, or even those that just want to learn a little bit more information. You can watch the video of this show with bonus content on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our links are in the description, but you can also just search them. No matter what platform you're on, and you're just listening to the podcast right now, make sure you go to all of them, find it, like it, share it, follow it, help us get this information out there. We appreciate you and are glad that you're here to listen and learn a little bit about what it takes to be in this military of ours. Thank you so much. Enjoy the show. Episode... 67 welcome in one and all if this is your 67th time here thank you keep it coming still trying to get to a thousand followers before the first of the year and we're rapidly running out of time uh, and if this is your first time here thank you and it's about time welcome in to behind the helm the military podcast where we don't just talk about the Navy Am I a little biased about the Navy maybe Maybe just a little bit. Um, but, you know, we have different recruiters on and and uh, from different branches. And we talk about stuff all the time. All right. We got a new follower. Look at that. We got our new little thing that pops up. It was different. Now it does like this whole little thing. So um, anyway, welcome in. So again, you can uh, watch this on YouTube or on Twitch. You can always watch after the fact, but if you're watching live, it's great because you get the opportunity to interact with us, ask questions, um, and derail the show, which I do on my own quite well as I'm doing right now, right? So episode number 67, what are we doing? It's labeled Dustin Detro. I'm assuming that that is you. Uh, And we're going to introduce you and and talk to you a little bit uh, about some stuff. But before we do that, make sure that you do smash that like button go up in the corner if you're on youtube hit that little bell get the notifications make sure you subscribe do all those um algorithm, algorithmic, there we go. It's a a word, algorithmic things. It really helps us to be found. You never know who it's gonna help. Make sure you share the feed, okay? Um, Even if the military is not for you, it could just be some interesting information. We go over some videos, you see some stuff. It could help somebody else. You never know who you're gonna help. So thank you so very much. Find it, like it, share it, follow it. With that being said, let's get into the episode. So we're talking to uh, Dustin Detro, introduce you in just a minute. We're gonna talk about the rate that you chose. Uh, and we're going to kind of explain what that is uh, and watch a couple videos and kind of talk about it and get your reaction to it. So uh, again, with me, obviously, I'm Chief Dowden, as always, and with me, I have Dustin Detro. Go ahead and introduce yourself.
1: Dustin Detro.
0: Originally from? Winchester, Indiana. Your whole life, right? Yep. I've lived there my whole life. Now, you're you're a little bit um, older, like some would look at you and be like, oh, kind of an older guy right um but yep. we've talked on the show a lot that uh i am uh i, I didn't join until i was 26 didn't really leave to us 27 you just recently happy late birthday turned uh 27 yourself correct yep and uh you have been in in the area i know you've worked in some different um locations and stuff like that but you've you've been in the area um Pretty much your whole life i mean your family is from winchester you're still very close with them you you know you help mom and dad all the time so you know what what was it because uh correct me if i'm wrong you have some family that's in the military
1: yep both my brothers are in the military well one is still the other one just got out about five years ago
0: and the brother who got out a little bit ago he was in marine corps the marine corps and then the brother that's still in is in indiana national guard yes correct Okay. And then you went Navy. So nope. we got three different paths here. Um, so, you know, here's a question that you get all the time and most people do. And we get asked too, why, why Navy? What what was the deciding factor for you?
1: Uh, when it came down to it initially, I kind of just wanted to do something different for my brothers. Uh, and sure. also we had a great grandfather that was in the Navy back in World War II. So kind of right. wanted to check it out and see what that was about.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's like I tell everybody, it's a lifestyle choice. Each one, we all have our different kind of little perks about things, but comes down to it. The the benefits and stuff that we have are the same. Um, It's kind of, you know, what what do you want to do? And I know me and you spent some time talking about stuff and and you've been very active in getting uh, everything that you needed. Because look, when we get a little older, okay, we have things that we need to take care of and we've had more jobs than most and it's more information that we have to gather. So it, it took us a little bit to get your, get all your paperwork ready to go and, uh, it it, it's a lengthy process isn't it we've talked about it before on the show uh people tend to think they're gonna come into a recruiter and we're gonna trap them right uh and all of a sudden like they're i'm at boot not even know how i got here uh and that's definitely not it at all is it
1: no it was a pretty smooth process for me just running around
0: getting a lot of paperwork right right so uh and and you were kind of a uh kind of a special case because, you you know, we're not going to say why or anything, but you had to get a waiver, and they couldn't get it approved that day. Right. So you're at MEPS. You you did your test. You did um, the physical. We've talked about that. They had to send a waiver. They just didn't get it back that day. They weren't going to keep you there, so you left. And then they approved it, and you got the opportunity to, man, that's what I should have done because I have that video. I should have sent it to myself so we could queue it up. Uh, it would look weird, though. You got you to gotta do a... Uh, 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 a remote depth in and you actually did it right here in Muncie in our office uh, with myself and uh, Lieutenant Commander Clark um, over video. So it's kind of cool that you got to, you know, do that and choose your job. And we got to sit down and look at, it. I got to kind of be the classifier kind of, you know, we had a classifier on the phone to make sure I didn't mess it up, but yeah, it know. was definitely, that was definitely different
1: from watching my brothers do it up. actual right. Maps in person. That I was... feel
0: like it was, it was a little bit more relaxed that way. You yeah. You know what I mean? So, Um, I'm glad we were able to get to do that again. Make sure you smash that like button find it like it share it follow it Um, As always, you know, feel free. Oh, man. I don't have the multi stream. So if anybody's Messaging anything. I haven't seen it. Let's pull that up. It's the little things that you forget Um, So yeah, absolutely make sure you you throw a a message down there um, And even if it's after the fact I'll make sure to get any questions answered that you have so again we're with Dustin Detro originally from Winchester uh, Indiana and you technically swore in when
1: would have been last the 24th Monday. So
0: it was on Monday, right? Yeah. 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 Last Monday. And here's the thing. Normally, um, we've talked about the debt program and technically you're in it. You're in the delayed entry program right now. And, you know, myself, even being older, we were just talking about it, um, because of my job seat and the timeline. Um, I was still in debt for like eight months um, for you. We looked at very much so like what you were interested in. I talked to you a few times, like what, what kind of interest do you have? And an opportunity arose, uh, a job spot opened up that um, left very quick, very quick, right? Like, yeah. cause you're shipping out when? Uh, Monday. Monday. Yeah. So two weeks, no joke, literally two weeks to the day. Your ship—that's fast. Uh, I'm gonna be dead honest. It's very fast. Uh, we do not like, like prepping your your times and getting there. Um, so it was one of those things. I said, "Hey, there's some other jobs, but I really think that you'll like this job." And I mean, we don't have to say how much, but there might have been a little software I can use to do that. Help me out. Send it to me a message. I'd really appreciate it. But make sure you smash that like button, find it, like it, share it, follow it. So, uh, you've watched a couple of the episodes since we've talked about it. You know, we do an homage to our eagle. Uh, And before we do that, I just want to put out um, to remember that uh, next Friday, which we'll talk about it on Thursday, but next Friday is what? The 11th, which is what? Anybody know? Bueller? Bueller? Veterans Day. So, uh, make sure that you thank a veteran for their service. Um, It doesn't have to be somebody who's in or anything. Just, you know, do so or go up to your local American Legion or VFW and offer to buy one of them a drink or something. Um, you don't have to, but it is veterans day. So for those veterans out there, tell you what, next week, I plan on going through some stuff. I'm going to pull some resources and we're going to look at, uh, what benefits and what things to look for on veterans day. So here's, here's a great, um, why not? You've earned it. So that's just this month. It'll be a year. And, uh, and this Eagle doesn't have a coffee mug and we need a crazy easy day. It's getting full, right? Like I'm going to have to eventually get a, a new table. All the cool stuff that we got. Like we'll have to, I'll have to do like an episode. Um, one time to like view just like some of the stuff that we have and the coins that we've gotten from different places. And I, I think was the, wondering for, that myself. Yeah. Like there's some, there's some good ones, pins from like uh, different, uh, this like a comic shop and patches from different people. And this was mine. That's from the Mounted division in New York and uh, different army ones we've gotten from people, different recruiters that have been on. Uh, I think this was the first homage. We were talking about it once. It's a little bottle of uh, my cologne that came. <laughs> like when we decided to do it, because it used to be like a brass eagle. so Pretty cool. It's, it's become a really, really cool thing. I really need to switch the footballs, because I don't like sitting next to this New England one, now that I'm on this side. Uh, Petty Officer Levesque probably watches and still laughs that I'm sitting next to it. So anyway, moving on. Um, so originally you graduated... Again, we're sitting with Dustin Detrow, a uh, recent Navy DEP in, as we call it. You're currently a future sailor. You go to boot camp, you become a recruit. You graduate boot camp, you're a sailor. So uh, we're going over some stuff today. You came in a little earlier. We're going over some paperwork, talking about shipping out, which is going to continue after the show because we got a lot to go over. I want to get you as much information as possible. Uh, but you're originally from Winchester. You graduated from Winchester High School, even. Yes. Uh, what, what year you graduate Class of fourteen. 2014. So hey, shout out to Panthers, right? No, no, nah, Falcons. Falcons. That's right. Elwood is Panthers. Shout out to Winchester Falcons, class of 2000. Mm. Uh, it definitely it, it takes some time to get a good bead, and, and and it all depends on the type that you're doing, whether it's stick, mig, tig, you know. Um, and the cool thing about things like that is that we actually teach you in the Navy. It's like going to that school. You can have no experience, but you have that aptitude, right? So um, you've been—I mean, you've been working in welding jobs for a while now, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, you you currently work out. We don't got to say the name of the company or anything, um, but you work out in a. It's I would consider. I say foundry, because what it is, it's a foundry. And my my wife asked me, "What's the difference between a? You say foundry? What's a factory? There's between a factory and a foundry." And I was like, you know, I didn't look it up, and I probably should have. And I said, well, I, I feel like when I think about it, you think of a factory producing things, whereas a foundry produces things, but from raw materials. And that because that's what you guys do, right? Yeah, we make For the most part glass bottles out of pretty yeah, much raw, scratch. raw yeah. material. Yeah, yep. so to me, that's a, I don't know if that's correct. We'll have to look it up sometime. But uh, so you work out there, uh, very hot. Yeah, that's about a, a in the
1: summertime when it's 100 degrees outside. Usually the machines are running about 190 degrees.
0: Fun, which makes the ambient air in there just lovely. So, yeah, most definitely hadn't had any problems. Uh, <laughs> I would say um, staying skinny, but I don't know. I've worked in factories before they were really hot and there's still some big, big old boys that work in there. So, hey, all, all to anybody who does that because look, we need people to do those jobs too. It's, that's, just not for me anymore. Easy okay. way to exercise. It's true. That's true. You know, cause most of the time things like that, you're working with a lot of heavy equipment, heavy stuff's got to get moved, you know? So, you know, we've been, we've been talking about your job and and uh, the things that, that, you know, how, how to make sure that you set yourself up for success and um, you know, moving forward. So you had the opportunity, we sat down, we looked at the jobs that you qualified for. Uh, there was a, a cool opening that shipped very soon again, leaving next week, this guy. So if you're out there and you're watching and you have any suggestions, um, for, uh, Mr. Detro, um, by all means, make sure you post them. Uh, he's got like four days to read them. So, uh, but anyway, uh, awesome opportunity came up and that opportunity was MMS, right? Uh, MMS is his rate. What will be his job? Uh, and, uh, MMS is machinist mate Submariner, right? Yeah. Um, so when you look it up, uh, cause there's always these videos on YouTube, um, they changed the name. It used to be MMA machinist mate auxiliary. Uh, and now it's just MMS, which is machinist mate Submariner. So you have regular machinist mate, you have machinist mate Submariner, uh, and then obviously you gotta be on a sub. Okay. So, uh, for anybody out there, Submarine Service, which we've had a couple different people on the show who are submariners. And I like I was telling you, it blew my mind. Um, the only submarine I'd ever walked through was the one up in Chicago, uh, which is the U-boat that was captured in World War II. And uh, I remember walking through there as a teenager going, nope. <laughs> nope. Uh, but it's so much different now. Um, and we have, you know, different types of subs and we're going to watch a video. Um, specifically it's a fast attack sub is the, the video that I have, uh, cause the other one was very long. Uh, this one's a little shorter. It's just a quick little tour. Um, everybody I know that was on sub, uh, submarine service, submariner, so however you want to say it. So you, you got to figure out too, is it submariner or submariner? It depends on who you ask. I'm just telling you, but uh, everybody I've ever met, they love it. They loved it. Um, So chief Hetberg who works down here, um, I think you got an opportunity to talk to her a few times. Um, Her husband was in, he was a submariner and uh, he's a member of my legion, my VFW. I talked to him and he, he's told me if he, if he could go back, he would go back to it he you know but he would go back to subs he wouldn't have changed it uh, our command master chief here in our command is a, a submariner and you know was on subs for a long time to the point where he was what's called a cob or chief of the boat it's basically the highest enlisted person on a sub uh submarine right. it's a little different than a regular ship uh, and we have these different things so you know i pitched it to you and you thought it sounded pretty cool and I think the the big difference, and for those of you out there, when you're looking at these jobs, is that when you're on the surface side or the air side, you kind of have this specific job, and you you do this specific role. Well, on a submarine, it's a little bit more open, right? So somebody who has the job that I have, which would be considered AECF, on a sub, there's a job as SECF, right? Um, They do more than just the... Weapons and electrons, the whole building just shook. I don't know what they're doing out there. Um, and they do the navigation, everything, where this is normally multiple rates. So it's a smaller crew. It's a little bit more tight-knit, and you're responsible for more. So as an MM, you're not just a machinist, mate. You're kind of the engine man, the machinist, mate, the hall tech. like. And we're going to take a look at that. So what I want to do is we're going to – one of these videos you've seen because um, I showed it to you. Uh, the other two you haven't, and – Hopefully this sub tour one is good because I ran out of time and I started to watch. I'm like, should be good. <laughs> I haven't watched it, so we're gonna review it together and see what we think. And I kind of want to get your reaction on it and and uh, what you think. So uh, before we do that again, make sure you smash that like button. Make sure you share this feed. Get others involved. You never know who you're gonna help. Uh, so before uh, we look at these videos, right? I asked you. Why Navy? And you kind of gave me that kind of your own path, right? You have a, yep. you said great grandpa. Yeah, great grandfather. World War Two. I will tell you, man, I love the Navy. I don't know if you could have paid me enough to be in the Navy in World War Two. Still like sinking ships and stuff. Like that's, I don't know. Now it's way different, but uh, I would say there's an awesome, I don't, it's on Smithsonian, I think, but I have it through YouTube TV. There's a, and not a plug for YouTube TV, but YouTube, hey. <laughs> Uh, it's called, I think it's called hell below. And it's literally like these half hour episodes about just submarines. And a lot of it is like world war II, like, um, all this stuff. And it's wild because I did a, a comm rail or like a community service type thing during this last chief season with our newly minted chief up in Michigan. They have the USS silverside okay, which World War II sub in the Pacific, and it's up there, and you can tour, it, and, like, Boy Scouts, like, stay overnight on it and stuff. It's really cool. Uh And there was an episode about it. I'm like, wow, oh, how cool, right? I've been on that, you know? So it was really neat. So, um, yeah, there's all kinds of stuff that you can watch about this stuff. Uh You know, down Periscope, not exactly accurate or Submariner service. So if you go home and watch that movie, don't think that that's what it's going to be, Uh, you know, um... That's uh that's the one with Kelsey Grammer in it, I think. Uh, but anyway, let's get into these videos. Again, please smash that like button. Make sure you share this feed. And we're going to take a look at a couple videos here. So let's see if I can do this and not mess it up. I did pretty good last week. All right, which one is it? We're going to do the one without Mike so that we don't get any bleed. And they're shorter videos. So we're going to go... Yeah, number seven. All right. So here we go. We're going to take a look at this. This is going to be Navy Machinist Mate. This is regular Machinist Mate. This would be surface side, not sub.
1: What I like about the MM rating is kind of always having to adapt, so you learn something new all the
0: time. We're machinist mates.
2: We all run auxiliaries, elevators. We have the stern gate. We handle ACs, galley equipment, boilers, distilling units, 80-pound tubular dryers. They run off steam. We also handle the anchor. We stay busy. We
1: also do cryogenics. We actually take
0: air from outside of the ship, we suck it into this piece of equipment. And as the oxygen comes through the heat exchanger, the nitrogen will take the heat from it, which will make the oxygen colder and actually liquefy it into a liquid. Liquid is 297 degrees Fahrenheit. So if you get that on your skin, we're talking immediate frostbite. When your pilots go high enough, there's very little oxygen in the air. And they breathe that so that they don't pass out while they're flying a plane. We also produce gaseous nitrogen. We use that for aircraft tires and struts.
2: So we have three boats here, every day underway. You have to start the boats, all of them. And you want to check, make sure you got enough battery going, make sure it's powered up. You got to check the oil, you got to check the coolant and make sure you got good...
0: Yeah, so, machinist mate. Now the thing um, that me and you were kind of talking about during that, right, is these videos are great. Um, the Navy put these out all of my think uh, roughly three years ago, and there's pretty much one for every single rate. So if you wanted to look up a rate or you had a question, they're great. Do um, like a right, you have machinist mates there, and a lot of what they were showing there was on aircraft carriers and stuff. So doing the cry uh, the cry cryo and the liquid oxygen and those things. That's for pilots. So they're they're involved, even though they're not attached to the air wing uh, through the ship. Now, did we have that on the destroyer? No. So it's one of those rates that it can go on the multiple different platforms. But then you have kind of your specific thing, or you have a lot of machinist mates. Like, say, on an aircraft carrier, you're not going to have... You're going to have a lot. And you're going to kind of be specialized in certain stuff. Whereas on the destroyer, I want to say we had maybe four, three, four. So again, you get into smaller craft, they own more. They still did, um, you know, the water, they still did, um, the refrigerant for like our freezers and stuff, our reefer decks where we keep our food, very important. Right. Um, a lot of the filters and stuff like that, desalinizer, so we can make, um, fresh water. They do a lot with that. So it's really cool. Um, and a lot of times we talk about like blue, Collar jobs or trade jobs. How does this translate? What, what would this be? Um, I, I say machinist mate kind of rolls into kind of pipe fitter plumber pipe fitter to an extent, but like a lot of the stuff you saw there, like as a pipe fitter, if you're part of a pipe fit, pipe fitters union or whatever, you're not doing half of that, right. you know, you're not necessarily, <clears throat> you might work with hydraulics, but you know, so it's interesting. Right. Um, watching that video, kind of what were, what were your, cause we kind of talked about this too, like the regular surface side of it. Um, as far as what you've done, work experience, how much of that, uh, your mind off just looking at endless water, the better, which you would think that, but, um, and I've heard that, you know, pretty normally. And what I always tell people is, you know, go outside, uh, because, uh, you get yourself stuff where you, you, you get into your work and what you're doing, and there's always movies playing. You're always doing whatever. Um, and if you're not like a, a smoker that goes outside to smoke, uh, it's very easy to just not go outside. But I tell you, man, it's, it's wild, especially I think the most stars I, I've ever seen in my life was when we were crossing the pond. Uh, and I was working a, a kind of a night shift um, job. At the time, because obviously like this ship is going all the time. So sometimes you can be on night shift and you're sleeping during the day, just like in the regular world. Um, And I went outside and I looked up and I was just like, holy cow, like it is insane. Um, And uh, the photoluminescent plankton, like where they talk about that, where it's like, it looks like glitter. Like, yeah, that's real. Like where we've been like kind of like little rougher seas and it like would kind of splash over our um, helo deck, the flight deck on the back. And it would have that photoluminescence. So what happens is the ship cuts through the water. It, it aggravates it and it it glows. And it would splash over the deck and you'd watch it and it would look on Sundays and stuff. So it's it's cool, but I get what you're saying too. Have was, that's through the Department of Labor, right?
1: Yeah. Right. Uh, so, and that was in different positions, vertical up, overhead, horizontal. Right. Different plate thicknesses of steel, all that kind of stuff.
0: So when it comes to welding, so... Each job, as, as we're going to watch this video for MMS, right? Each job, there, you can do college classes on whatever you want. We've talked about that before, like how I have my gunsmithing stuff. But um, when it comes to US maps, it's specific to your job, right? Because you're logging uh, hours. Uh, based on the job skill that you have and you can choose where you're adding these hours into what type of certificate uh so like for mine there's different certificates i could do i couldn't do welding because i'm not a welder therefore you know what i mean um so you have that and then the test type stuff that type of stuff is um given based on the training that you're receiving in the navy uh and you're logging like eight hours a day five days a week in port when you're out to sea it's uh who it's been a while and now I'm going to mess it up. Uh, 10, 10 or 12 hours a day for like six days a week. So, you know, you really get that benefit. And what I want to do on a future show is I need to get a hold of my buddy who got out who's from Galveston and he used it to his advantage as electricians mate, which is what Petty Officer Levesque was and got right into the electricians union, um, up in Kokomo It came in higher than journeyman rate. Right. Uh, and higher pay and everything. So he really used it to his advantage. Now does chief doubt use us maps the way he should No. Have I tried? Yes. But I just forget. Cause it's, you have to, you have to make it a habit to log these. Cause it's, it's free, whether you're doing it or not. If you have a whole day that you don't do anything, you still log eight hours towards those certificates. Cause it's also so many hours that you have to have. Right. Uh, and then I know you've done some college courses through Ivy tech to kind of advance some of that. Uh, and, and, that's going to help you. You're coming in as an E2, uh, because of just the college courses that you had, uh, and that all go, goes towards that. So as a machinist mate, you know, we'd have to look, I'm pretty sure, uh, there are absolutely ways and we won't get into it to look it up to see the different certificates and you can apply for in the hours that you have to log for them. So, and those are certificates through the department of labor, right? Not through the Navy right? So it can transfer out if you decide to get out. Well, Hey, now not only am I a certified welder, but I'm certified pipe fitter certified, whatever it may be, or you choose to log those hours into. So it's another big thing that I would tell you from me is to make sure that you utilize us maps once you get to your first ship and really do that. So again, uh, sitting with Dustin Detro, originally from Winchester, Indiana joined just last Monday and ships out next monday so uh we're talking about his job uh machinist mate machinist mate submariner in an S. we just watched the video for regular machinist mate kind of talked about that and like you said the diversity right um and i think so everybody understands that uh going on submarines is a volunteer service right so you had to say yes that's what i i, I do want to do that um and an mm a normal mm uh would just go to their school and then go to whatever ship. You don't have to go to destroyer school or carrier school. Any Submariner has to go to a submarine school. So you you have an extra school on top of that. Uh, and we're going to watch a video next that is, um, it, it's listed MMA, uh, machines Mate Auxiliary, because they renamed it. So it is the closest thing to MMS, right? Uh, and this is a video that me and you've already watched, so I wanna show that, cause it is the rate that he has chosen again. Uh, shout out to the uh, 2000, Class 2014 Falcons out there in Winchester. Uh, since that's where you graduated from in when, right?
1: Yep. We are the ship from atmosphere controls, pretty much anything mechanical here on board. We're the DC men, we're the engine men. This is our pride and joy. This here is our uh, diesel engine. It's a 12 cylinder. It's our secondary source of uh,
0: electrical power. About 80% of the boat is maintained and owned by
2: auxiliary division. We use high pressure air for a lot of things, mainly as a backup source for hydraulics. I've been able to work on
0: the plumbing system, the trim and drain system. The coolest part about the trim and drain system is that's actually what keeps us level when we're out at sea. If the ship was taking on water, we
1: would
2: use our drain pumps. But if there would be a fire on board and we would need the smoke to be exhausted off the boat, that's when we would bring in the diesel generator.
1: I mean, you have a crew of 150 to 200 personnel on board and we use a lot of oxygen. So these machines here, they are oxygen generator machines.
0: You don't need a lot of prior experience to join at the Navy because they teach you. He you never got to talk to him. He's an AO. Um, and he's actually out in Bahrain right now, uh, kind of finishing up his, his career. He's, you know, we're, it's crazy. Cause it's one of those things, man. Like, so you're coming in a little older, right. And me and you've kind of talked about it. So chief Snyder and I actually graduated the same year. Uh, he originally, uh, he was from the Plymouth area. I'm from, which is a little farther North up 31. Right. I'm from like kind of the Kokomo Logan sport area, uh, he joined like a year after high school. I didn't join toss 27. So here we are like same age. This dude's getting ready to retire. (laughs) (laughs) I still got 10 more years to go. Um, but he's out, uh, doing, um, his thing out there in Bahrain. I recently talked to him. Me and him are going to, uh, I see out there, uh, chief Snyder. He wants to, he, he loves helping the show, loves the show and, uh, wants to come back on. He actually gave us, uh, this, um, shell casing right here, which is from one of the jets that he worked on in his air wing. So pretty cool. It's good size. It, who had actually found my number, reached out to me and he thought we only had like a few episodes because he had found it on because of another recruiter had found it on Spotify and listened to all of them. And then when he called me and talked to me, he's like, I was going to ask if you were going to do more. I said, yeah, man, like every week. And then he found it on YouTube and he's just like, holy cow. Like, you know, so I need to get it back on the, <laughs> on the, um, just the podcast side of things. It'll get there. So um so anyway, MMS, right? It said MMA. Uh me and you watch this video. It's kind of the video I showed you to kind of give you a idea. And you can see in this video, it's still like the MM, like kind of machines made, but although in the MM video it, it showed a lot of different things that they do. You could tell it was on different ships, yeah. right? Yep. Where this is on just subs very involved. Right? Like from You know, forward to aft, they own something for six months without seeing this. That's not true. It doesn't happen. You know what I mean? Like you have to come up, uh, you know, you, you research the air. And I think in this next video that we're going to watch about fast attack subs, since it's not nuclear, um, you know, you got to recharge the batteries and all the, all the way that those things work. So it's a big misconception about it. Oh, you don't have any communications. They come up to like Periscope depth and you send out email and, and all kinds of stuff. So I don't know all the ins and outs on it. Uh, we'll have to I will have to hit up a Submariner who's been in for a little bit because we've talked to one in sub school. Uh, so you have to go back and find that one. I'll tell you which episode it is. I'll send it to you. And um, then obviously like you're, you're getting ready to leave. So um, when you saw that video and we talked about the job, I know you said with the MM, it was the diversity the doing the different things. Yes. When you watched that video, what did you see that kind of like sparked you? You're like, I can do that. Like, or, you know, what kind of like grabbed you in that video? I've
1: always just been inclined to work with my hands. I mean, Usually anything steel, anything that's got some sort of tinkering with it, I, I'm i right in there, and I like to figure it out.
0: Yeah, and I think that's another thing. Like, okay, cool, like I can work with steel here, or yep. I can work, you know, what? but are you ever going to be able to work on a submarine? You know, like, it's pretty cool. Like, it really is when you think about it that way. Um, And just to further kind of your education, you know? And
1: um, that was one thing I actually thought about it too. That's kind of like even all the people I've met, even people that have been in the Navy, I've never had anyone say they were ever on a sub. Right. Ever.
0: Right. Um, yeah. And, and I'll have to, like I said, I'll have to see, I know you're leaving uh, very soon. Um, I don't know a lot of submariners, but I know a few and um, it's man, there's I I don't want to say different breed, but like we've talked about it before. We're all Navy sailors. We all go to the same boot camp. Um, we all know the same stuff. Uh, myself and Petty Officer Levesque talked about it like his kind of I don't want to say lifestyle but like is different on a carrier compared to like a destroyer but that's still surface and then I've talked with Chief Snyder being you know he was attached like different air wings not just on the carrier Um, the air side is different we're still sailors but it's you kind of got these like different kind of groups right you got like the air side and then you got surface and then subsurface like the subsurface guys are are you know kind of different in the way that they do things or see things or talk to each other and i think it's because it's just such a smaller crew you you're you're very tight-knit you said like the world war ii subs very different um and in in the forward part of the ship where like you're in there and you're it, it, it seems so small and you're walking through there and it really it's like geez man this thing just keeps going you know, it's even that is bigger than you think. Like it's, it's pretty wild. So again out there, um uh well my mom said we're frozen. I show it going now. Maybe we drop some frames. So uh I don't know. My my mom sometimes always says that it's like real choppy or whatever. I'm not sure if it's her or us or because uh, i'll watch it back and i think it's after the fact that it's fine but we might have froze up for a little bit there uh but again you know we got some people out there in and, and the different different lands looks like it's going now so it happens technical difficulties man if you don't have them what are you doing i mean uh you'd Not have to enough. go back man i think one of the first ones we ever did uh petty officer and, Le- and Levesque and i were out here it was completely different we lost power literally like we're in the middle of stream we'll show the video and we can talk about it, um, a little bit as, it, as it goes. And then of course, cause I hit the button. So this is a, so this is a, a small v- virtual tour of the fast attack submarine USS New Mexico, SSN 779. Um, again, we're gonna take a look at this. So the fast attack, they're a little bit smaller. Uh, And we're going to see what it is so you guys should be able to hear us Uh, You won't see us so we can kind of talk about it, and we're gonna watch this video together Before we finish uh, let's take a look
2: Good morning. I'm Sonar Technician, third class, Perias Pinedo. I'm taking on a tour of to the USS New Mexico. Originally from Texas, but I have a lot of family in Redoso, New Mexico, as well as Albuquerque. We're ready to show you around, see, show you what life's like on the boat. Follow me. So right now we're top side forward of the boat. This is our VLS, this is one of our defenses that we have on the boat. We will fire some tomahawks from here if we need to. Hopefully one day we don't have to unless we're practicing the weapons. Action. So right now we're standing in a lockout truck. We do diver operations in here. So let's say we're underwater at certain feet, a certain depth, we will put the divers in here, flooded with water, and that's where they escape. It's also emergency access for sometimes on the boat and sometimes when there's heavy weather outside, we can't stand outside or have the hatches open. We open this, that way when it rains, it drains into the system and we're good to go after that. But this is where we're at right now. Pretty close, pretty tight, but what can I say, the submarine. So thank you for following me. We're now we're inside the boat. We're not, right now we're in upper level. There are three levels of the boat, upper, middle, lower. I'm gonna take you to one of the places where we live on the boat. Cause a lot of people ask where we sleep and how do we sleep. So let me show you really quick. Go ahead and follow me. So the birding mount we're in right now is called Skinny Man. The reason why it's called Skinny Man cause you're can only traverse and transfer through the birding sideways. Straight, you can't really fit in here. Not for us big folks, as someone would say. So when the casualty response on the boat, there's a fire or a toxic gas, we had to get on emergency breathing. So this right here, uh, Tyler Tomorrow. This is fire control over here, this is my space. From here, we work with the uh, sonar team across
1: from us. We work with off of deck contact manager to manage all the contacts out while we're submerged in the ocean and surface. So the missiles you guys saw topside we enter the solution for those and all the torpedoes that we have on board the torpedo room, we develop solutions for those too.
2: So after we got doing fire control, now I'm bringing you the ship's control. Ship's control consists of a pilot and co-pilot. They monitor and control all the ship's systems as well as changing the depth. When we're traversing the ocean using a joystick, just as similar as a plane would, they use this, they can change it for going left to the right, up down. That's how we are when we go in the ocean. And this is how. This is where, basically, the magic happens when you're going in the submarine. This is where we control everything. I'll take you to Petty Officer Oliver. He'll give a little more in depth of what goes on in the machinery room. But right now, we're standing next to the diesel, which is the heart and soul of a submarine. So let me go ahead and follow me. I'll tell you, Petty Officer Oliver. Martin I'm MMA One Oliver, and this is the machinery room. Morning. A couple, a couple years ago, really enjoyed the time, and I hope all your science projects are continuing to excel like the ones that I saw when I was there. All right. So now we're going to walk into the torpedo room. After we're showing you the machinery room and chief's quarters, this is going to be the rest of the lower level you're about to get to see. The torpedo room comprised of all the armaments, torpedoes, and as well as where all the torpedo men sleep. I'm gonna show you around, show you TMC, tell you what he does. And so hopefully you like it. Go on down. Hi, I'm Pedro Trigo. Hi, I'm Pedro Satrigo. Uh Today we're gonna be talking about the Torpedo Room. Uh, this on my right hand side is a Mark 48 Torpedo. Uh, this is what we use to defend the ship if necessary uh as you know we also have berthing down here right now um that's what all these racks are for these curtains so if you don't know sleeping in the torpedo room actually isn't that bad um, you have more space than other places on the boat and then uh, if we continue forward we actually have a torpedo tube open so we can actually see the inside of it Greetings, I am CS1 Myers with the USS New Mexico. I am the leading CS. Here in my cruise mess, we serve food. We also congregate, play games. Uh, And if you would look to my left, you will see that we have a number of pictures uh, from our namesake, just to give us a reminder of why we come out here and do this. So right now we're in the captain's stateroom, the biggest room when it comes to birthing that someone lives in. The reason why, is the captain, probably the big shots, makes all the big plays. He's the one that controls everything going on around the boat. But right here, I wanna show you something specifically. Right here is an insignia submitted back in 2009 from a little girl in New Mexico. The reason why she submitted it is because before the boat became commissioned and officially the USS New Mexico, the Navy put out a competition to the state requiring students to submit a drawing resembling the state as well as the boat. This is the one I submitted, and this is the one that got voted highly recommended by Navy, civilians, as well as the military. So with that being said, this is the boat and this is the insignia that we carry on throughout its history until this ship is no longer with us. All right, guys, that's it for the tour. Thank you for coming along. Hope you enjoyed it. Inspired in New Mexico, defendmos nuestra tierra, which translates to, we defend our land. Take care. Thank you.
0: All right. So a couple things about that, right? So this is a fast attack, so it's a smaller submarine um it's not like the the big massive ones i just i think he did a really good job of showing some different aspects of it and i pointed out a couple things that obviously i i didn't even notice that until i'd said it um so he showed the birthing uh and when they were talking about in the torpedo room where it was showing like he's like yeah it's not that bad uh you get more room because it's like longer uh and you could see that that was makeshift so i'm not exactly sure what they had going on normally i that you that would not be birthing um he's because he said for right now so i'm not sure it looks
1: like it was right under a torpedo
0: it was uh which i mean that is what it is but uh just he said like as you can see for now or something like that so i'm not sure what they had going on there so sorry uh, i didn't do that research prior to um the other thing was i was telling you that on my ship is uss coal and a lot of different ships in their galleys or um, where you In the mess decks, like where you eat, um, like in the chief's mess, and then even the crew's mess, um, the tables will have either insignias on it, or we had like leather covers that had like insignias on it and different things on the wall for the namesake. Um, but what I found interesting in this, and I'd never seen this, and I think that, it, I don't want to say it's just a sub thing, so if you've ever been on a regular ship that has done something like this, let me know. Um, you notice that all the curtains for the racks had that kind of, um, kind of New Mexico, uh, kind of, um, Pattern. desert Indian patterns, right? Uh, ours were blue, it was blue. Most time you go on ships, the curtains are blue. I mean, it's just curtains that when you go to sleep, but I thought it was a very neat touch to the, the birthing and the, the cruise quarters. Right. And then when I really noticed and pointed out was when you sitting in that, the fire control seat, first off, Okay, look, I will tell you in combat, the chair that I sat in was basically kind of like this. I mean it turned, but it was like a low back seat like this, right? I don't know if you noticed, it was like a like high back like yeah. chair. You know that? And but it had that pattern on like it was done in that pattern on the chair. I'm like, okay, like ours was blue. Just blue leather. So I, I was like, man, that's really, really cool. Like, they really took it that extra mile. And then, like, the the CS was talking about, like, on the wall that there were pictures for the namesake. Um, yeah. I mean, on the USS Cole, obviously, like, we had stuff specifically about Daryl Cole and, like, different flags that were flown. Uh, and even the one, like, um, when the tragedy happened, um, obviously before me, um, you know, that was flown afterward and one at the commissioning and... They actually belong to the Smithsonian, and they're on, like, kind of like permanent loan to the ship uh, until like the basically until the ship decommissions, and then it'll go back to the Smithsonian. So it's pretty cool, like the stuff that we do like that uh, for the namesakes. Um, And I think we were both talking about when he showed that emblem, and they put, I guess they put a contest out. He was saying to all the states, right? Yeah. And that some now, I asked you, and you said that that's what you heard too i'm pretty sure he said nine year old girl yeah no yeah, that's what i painted heard. that and then when they showed it close i'm like nine like that was really good um and it's really cool that we did that as you know people don't think that we you know as a navy do that type of stuff and sometimes we do like so a contest to name a submarine and you're a nine-year-old girl from new mexico that gets to name it after your state based on a painting that you did um and that sub will probably be in service your whole life like pretty cool you know so hopefully one day she gets a chance to visit it that'd be see. that'd be cool that cool. i who knows she might have i don't know i wonder if she
1: cool. even knows she won that contest
0: i'm sure oh yeah i guarantee that they yeah they did that so i'm not exactly sure even when this was i'd have to look that up too but so it'd be a cool little video to kind of look over and like uh, a lot of the videos you see are, are like the the bigger like the big subs This is a fast tag this is a smaller these are the smaller ones still not it's not like this like you could definitely tell in space he was in it's not oh yeah tiny um but seeing that when we're talking about the one in chicago comparatively he, he had some room to move right birthing a little tight uh, but that's i mean the one reason you're in there is to sleep. sleep you get in your rack you go to sleep uh and just to i was telling you he put on that mask like we have ebds and um ours are a little different surface side but they connect to air there um you will have one there's a compartment and i'm not completely positive on this ship because on our ship you have a compartment in your rack where where it's stored you know, he just like whipped it out. Like, obviously like for demonstration, it was like laying on, you don't have to sleep with it. It's not, you are not like cuddling it, you know what I mean? So they just had that set out so they could show you that. So pretty cool. If you have any thoughts on uh fast attack subs, or if you've ever uh, served on a sub by all means, please uh, give us your comments below and, and let us know how true that was, or if there's anything that they missed, or if you have any questions about it, by all means, feel free to ask. So, Watching that, you know, we watched the job, we were excited about the job, and it was cool because I didn't know they had an, uh well, MMA one, but MMS, and he was talking about stuff I don't even think was in the video no. for MMA, because he was talking about, you know, they kind of talked about the diesel engines, yeah. but he was talking about the diesel engine being connected to an electrical generator. So, wow, just another thing that you get to learn, you know? How cool is that? So... Um, you know, after watching that, what are your thoughts on kind of fast attack subs and I know like, you know, you're still learning and you have a lot to learn and you, you still like I said, this is new to me. So, um what are your thoughts now that that you kind of see that? Are you like never mind, do I got to call my boss and be like, "Hey, he's he's not he's never mind." Like, yeah.
1: No, I mean it's it still looks interesting to me. I yeah. mean, it's a, it's a little little weird thinking about being under the water for periods of time and being deep down under but uh the experience to me seems really awesome yeah
0: and from every everything that i've been told you don't it's not you don't really know like you can't you know what i mean right i guess so And i guess we'll have to find out we'll have to hear from you uh when you get out there and, and see what you think and um go from there. So I want to tell you from, from myself and definitely from petty officer Levesque as he had, as he had put it, you know, congratulations to you. Um, a big step. It's harder to do. I think when we're a little older, but I think the difference is, is we've got no offense to anybody else who joined being younger. Uh, but I feel like we have a little bit of experience under our belt. So we know what the world has. And so you kind of come into it with a different mindset. Like, I don't think I would be where I am if I would have joined at 18. Right. Maybe. I probably would have done like a term, got out and be like, I'd do better than this. And then realize like, man, I should have stayed in, you know, um, but having that little bit of work experience and I went into something I'd never worked in. You're going to be going into something that you have, it will be different, but you'll have
1: a mechanical you know, background, yeah, you have of it. a
0: little bit of a background. And I think that you're really going to enjoy it and, um, get to learn some really cool stuff. You're very, um, you know, it's intriguing. And I think that you, that you're going to enjoy that. And I think that's, I think that's even a term you used, you know, yeah. when, when me and you talked about it, it, was pretty intriguing. So absolutely. Um, so again, Dustin Detro, thank you so much. Congratulations to you. Thanks for coming on the show, being part of it. Uh, thank you. you know, you give a shout out to anybody out there.
1: Appreciate all the, the wishes of, and thanks everybody. And uh, yeah. especially Petty Officer Levesque.
0: Yeah. 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 He started, I think, I think I had talked to you first and then I, I started doing something else and he was working with you. And again, being a little older, it it takes some time to get all all the information you need for all the background checks and all this. And then he was on his way out and I was coming back and, you know, I'm just, I'm glad we were able to get everything done for you. So, um, and in fact, I think you originally had reached out not to us directly, but you were one, and for anybody out there, you can go to Navy.com. You were just kind of kind of cruising and looking at some stuff and and asked for some information. They reached out to you, and then yep. we kind of synced up locally, and the rest is history, right? Yeah. So yeah. we're not going to have any bonus content today. The bonus content is getting to see Dustin Detrow, a uh, Winchester graduate, Winchester High School 2014, and winchester native your whole life right yep. Yep. um off to do great things and uh learn some really cool stuff i think so thank you guys again for tuning in make sure you smash that like button share this feed hit the bell do whatever you need to do get people to follow uh and until next week where i will see you and we will talk about a special veterans day episode we're gonna talk about some veterans day uh, specials we'll get into that and uh, we'll go into the history of Veterans Day. I think that'll be a, a cool thing because a lot of people I don't think really know where it came from and how it started. So get a little history lesson next week, but I think you'll find it interesting. So until next time, thank you guys so very much. Have a great day. Have a great week. And it's supposed to be, if you're in Indiana, it's supposed to be nice this weekend. i have to go play a little golf. We'll I'm see. looking forward to it. There we go. Yeah, you're on vacation, right? You took yeah. your vacation days. That's what I'm talking about. So... Thank you guys very much. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to today's episode. You were just behind the helm. If you want to watch that bonus content, make sure to head on over to Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch, where it is available right now. No matter what platform you watch or listen to this show on, make sure you like it, follow it, share it, hit the bells, do whatever it takes to help grow this channel. You can also watch the episodes live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The link is in the description, but you can find it by searching Behind the Helm on Twitch, YouTube, or Facebook. Thank you again, and we hope to see you next time.